always that you guys are having an amazing day so far. I'm recording this on Monday, so I really hope that I'm having a great day <laughs> as I'm listening to this uh, Tuesday. So, yeah. Um, let's see. As far as life updates, I do have a few announcements to make, but I'm going to wait a couple of weeks to announce it. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, I really have nothing else important or interesting to share. Still saving, still, you know, investing. I've upped my investing from 50 bucks a paycheck to a hundred bucks a paycheck. I just wanted to get into the habit of funneling money into that account, but I also wanted to up the ante a little bit. Um, because I've now formed the habit of when I get paid just setting aside money to put into that account so now I'm like okay like let's just see how much more I can throw to it um as far as savings still working on that I don't know why savings like is just such a drag for me right now I'm like look at all this money like all these shoes I can buy and all these outfits like I'm really in this moment where I'm I feel like I'm very comfortable in the style that I've created for myself and I'm having a lot of fun just like expressing myself and exploring clothes and being able to buy clothes. Um, So that's been really fun, which is why it's kind of deterred me from savings. But I do save. I do make that a priority every paycheck, but I probably could stash away a few more dollars. But honestly, like I'm doing my best. It's good for now. <laughs> so, yeah. Um that's really all I have. Um hmm. Yeah, that's really Oh, my goodness. How could I forget? So this week I was a guest. The roles were reversed. I was a guest on the 1% of Juju podcast. Definitely go check that out. I'm sharing like my debt-free journey, what caused me to start my podcast, um, and so much more. It was such a great conversation, and I'm really thankful for Juju for having me on. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much. And if you're listening to this, go listen to his podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe. Do all the things. Um, So yeah, with that being said, today's episode is actually going to be a rerun with Carly and DJ Roberts all about their debt-free journey. Um, I found it super inspiring and super motivating for me when I was getting out of debt. So I hope you guys feel the same way. All right, talk to you guys later. All right, so on today's episode, we have Carly and DJ Roberts. They are a young married couple based out of the Denver, Colorado area. Um, I actually went to high school with Carly, and I remember a few years ago seeing her post about... um, being debt-free like her and DJ and seeing someone that I actually knew becoming debt-free really put the battery in my back because this was around the same time John and I had just gotten married and we were trying to figure out um, this whole debt repayment situation as a you know married couple and so that was just very encouraging and really motivating for me personally Um, On today's episode, we talk about their journey to becoming debt-free. They paid off $36,000 in just about nine months, right before the birth of their first daughter. Um, We talk about like the benefits of becoming debt-free and really you can just hear the passion these two have for living a financially free life. And so I really hope that this episode um, motivates you if you're in need of a little motivation or, you know, inspires you um, just to 
give a closer look at your finances. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. Um, my name is Carly Roberts. It used to be Carly Marksberry. So we got married three years ago, four, going on, four, this can be our fourth year or fourth wedding anniversary. Um, and I am from Georgia, which you are too, mm-hmm. right? Did we go, yeah. you went to Collinsville High School, right? Yeah, I did for two years. Wow. Yeah. Really? So I knew we knew each other <laughs> from like the Lawrenceville area. It's like hard to tell, was it church? Was it school? Was it, but I thought right. it was cool. Um, so yeah, I'm from the Lawrenceville area in Georgia. Um, we met in college. He played baseball. I played lacrosse. We went to a small little school in South Carolina. Um, shout out Newberry. Yeah, shout out to Newberry. It's just <laughs> tiny, literally 1,200 students go there. Love, love but every it was minute great. Of and um, we both were leaders, uh, Young Life leaders. If you ever heard of Young Life, it's a ministry, a high school ministry. And since we were both involved in Young Life as actual high schoolers, both when here, he's from North Carolina, so North Carolina and me from Georgia, um, we were both just drawn. We wanted to get involved in some sort of way um, when we got to college. And so we both got involved with Young Life and that's how we met and started dating um, our freshman year of college. And then we got married, or my freshman year of college. And then we got married four years later. And we've I'm been two married. years older. Yeah, and we've been married for four years. So we've been together for eight years. So we live here in Colorado. We moved to be closer to my family that moved out here. Um, And we have a little girl, her name is Frankie. She's wild, but she's fun. Um, Yeah, and so I'm so happy you asked us to join because debt, like free um, or living debt free is so important to us. And we, we want to share that with whoever we can, because we feel like it's such a gift. Yeah. Something we were really passionate about, even when we were dating uh, before we got married too. And something we, we live out to this day and mm-hmm. it, it's really foundational. It's just such a big part of our marriage, our, you know, our family and, and everything. And so definitely encourage anybody who's looking into it to dive right in. Mm-hmm. No, I love that, which is why, because I remember seeing a post maybe a couple years back now of you, Carly, when, uh, announcing that you guys were like debt free. And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, John, like, look, like they're debt free. Like if they did it, like we can do it too. So just like seeing that, like you guys were able to do that. It was just like so motivating for me yeah. personally. Yeah. Um, so I want to kind of like take it back to like your childhood days, like teenage days. Like, what were you guys both like with money? Were you guys good with money? Were you awful with money? What was that like? Good question. That is, that's a really good question. I didn't even oh, think about that. Off. Well, I would say we're very different with money. Um, he is more frugal. Would for you sure. agree? Yeah, like sure. he's a saver and I'm a spender. <laughs> and, and, and not in like, I'm frugal. But I'm, I'm like, DJ, like Carly, it's not a sale when you buy five of them <laughs> or it's not a sale when you go every single day. Like then yeah. all of a sudden it's the same price as if you bought the whole yeah. item, not a, you know. If you buy 10 things that are $19.99, like you still you drop still a lot of money. Them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, we see, we've always seen money a little bit different. Like he really doesn't spend money at all as where I'll be like, I'm just going to go to TJ Maxx type thing. <laughs> So I guess that would be the difference. I don't know. So I've, I've always been like that though. I'm, I'm like a, I love to find things on a budget 
but I like to do that all, all too often. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say, I mean, growing up, I just didn't spend a lot of money. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I don't need a whole lot, you yeah. know, like I'm not materialistic. Um, clothes, said- clothes were really n- never my thing. You know, I would spend a lot of money on big things here and there, uh, like trips or things that I really wanted, but mm-hmm. uh, it's never really been something that that you wanted I to spend. Know. I know he's not a spender at all. And so, um, so I don't know if that was something we actually talked about when we uh, went through marriage counseling before we got married, um, which highly recommend. I know you're married, but to anybody listening, marriage counseling is not just for the broken or the, it is for everybody. It is so, it was so uh, like, powerful in our relationship and in our future marriage. So, um, just really helpful to have somebody navigate those questions for us. Yeah. And they made you sit down and like talk about finances and, you know, you're taking what you grew up knowing, you know, and my dad is in the financial sector of things. So my dad has always, he kind of helped us learn that at an early age, but that's not the case for everybody. Not everybody, you know, has the tools to, be financially knowledgeable about this kind of stuff and to know what debt is and to know that when you get married, your debt becomes my debt and my debt becomes your debt. (laughs) And this is going to be, you know, and like, so they talked about that in marriage counseling and that's kind of where we first figured out like a budget. And, um, and at the time we were also in a small group. Mm -hmm. Do you remember our small group? We were going to a small group in Georgia And we went through a financial series there too. So between like marriage counseling and then a financial series in small group, we were like, dang, we really need to look at our finances. We need to be on the same page. And we need to, we need to understand that we have to tackle this together. Like your debt now is my debt. And luckily, you know, I didn't have any debt at the time. Um, And so like my car was paid for in cash, that kind of thing. And and I didn't take out any student loans, which thank the Lord, I feel so thankful for. But he with he did four years of undergrad and four years of grad. And I'd say one thing that's different, um, at least for me, is even though I didn't spend a lot of money, I wasn't proactive in paying off debt at all. Like I didn't have much debt, but the debt, the debt that I did have wasn't even on my radar. Everyone has debt. I'll pay it off when I pay it off. You know, how does it even affect me? And so, you know, a, whole, a huge credit to Carly. Really, oh, so scary. She I was really like... drew my, you know, piqued my interest and showed me how like interest works. You know, literally, you know, <laughs> we're losing money by not paying it off early. Yeah. And, and that was a huge thing. And the idea of just being completely debt free and taking home everything you make was really, really appealing and became mm-hmm. a goal for us. Yeah. So I guess that was the difference is we saw finances very differently, but I was lucky that my parents taught me about debt and taught me about those things early on. So, so before marriage, we had the opportunity to come together and really align those beliefs. You know, that was how we were going to conquer this because our finances were being combined. So I hope, I I think that answered your question. I'm not sure. No, (laughs) no, it definitely did. And I think that's like, very like mature of you guys to have an understanding of like no like your debt is my debt my debt is your debt because I know a lot of people they're like uh no like his debt's his debt my debt is my debt like and we're keeping it that way um because I because I know like when we when John and I got married we paid off all of his student loans like and I mean I was putting a majority of my paychecks towards his loans and people would be like oh my gosh are you crazy and I'm like his debt's my debt like we got to get rid of it 
So yeah, it is. And you're right. A lot of people, you know, and some people believe different things. They say, oh, we're never going to have bank accounts together. Oh, we're going to, but we wanted to at the core be aligned with what we believed. And that started with so many different things, started with the heart and then it became finances and it became, you know, just like everything, how we wanted to raise our family. We had everything to be aligned and be together including our finances. And, and, so. and just to piggyback on that, you're exactly right. You know, I would say, and just like what you guys did, you have to be all in together and, you know, to pay this stuff off and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to Carly's sake, like she didn't have any student loans, but I did. And so I was doing everything I had at it. She was doing everything she had at yeah, it. Yeah, we, we did the same thing. It together. And, you know, to this day, that's still kind of how we run our finances, right? Yeah. I mean, we trust each other. We have the same bank account. What's mine is hers. What's hers is mine kind of thing. I think that's how you have to be. It can't be this, you know, this is my money that I made that I'm going to go use for what I want and, you know, kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. we we know people that have separate bank accounts Mm -hmm. and kind of operate that way. And I think it's just- I know, and not to to knock it, but it just is so important that you are on the same page when it comes to finances. And that means like being all in. What were some of the sacrifices that you guys made when getting out of debt? So this was, you know, when we moved, so basically we found out we were pregnant with Frankie, um, my daughter, and you know, that's nine months. So we, he graduated from grad school almost immediately. We found out we were, well, first of all, we found out how much debt we have because that's, it's like while you're in school, it's like you're oblivious to it. And then that end of school starts to come and you're like, okay, so let's start looking at your debt. Let's start looking. And then you're like, oh my, it's yeah. sick. It's a sick it's feeling. Yeah. It is when you see those numbers and you see those numbers ticking quickly and, and growing so quick, it's like, it's makes your gut feel. Ugh. And yeah. so um, when we found out we we're pregnant, we were like, okay, we have nine months and we don't have a house and we have this much debt. Like we want to get out of debt before we have Frankie. So we basically took his amount of debt, student debt um, from undergrad and grad. And we just said, we have nine months. Let's divide this number by nine months and we will pay it that much every month. And so we worked each Mm-hmm. And at the time we didn't have kids. So granted we had more time to do this, mm-hmm. but, um, we worked three, t- three jobs each. I was a teacher, a nanny and, um, starting my photography business. And then I was, uh, so I had my, my, uh, my full-time job was as a psychologist. So I'd work you know, seven thirty to three thirty Monday through Friday. And then I do private psych. So like individual therapy, uh, from four to eight, sometimes four to nine. And on the weekends, yeah. I would do uh, umpiring all day Saturday, sometimes Sunday. I would umpire kickball. I would umpire <laughs> softball, baseball. I was driving so far driving for these far. games. I was telling Carly, I'm like, dang, I'm spending half of my gas on what I just I made, know. you know. But, but, but we were doing counts, whatever you know? we could to put money towards debt. Yeah. And I even signed up for some apps like TaskRabbit and stuff. It didn't really, I didn't, I literally didn't have time for that. So I think that's why I kind of fell through fell by the wayside but um yeah we literally our goal was make as much money as we Mm -hmm. can and throw it all at the debt asap so at the time we actually had a car loan and student debt but our goal was before she was born to pay off student debt because our car loan was um like our interest rate was pretty low and 
anyway, we were like, okay, let's pay off the student debt. Like the whole snowball thing with Dave Ramsey's like throw it all to. Yeah. So we, um, we literally, we paid- besides the, you know, the, the kind of security, the save, the savings, like three months savings, we kept yeah. that and then threw everything else at, yeah. at, you know, it's not like we were. Well, we had security. Completely- yeah. And we were living with my parents and I know you guys do that too, but mm-hmm. here's the thing, totally recommend. I tell people do not be ashamed to live with somebody for free to get out of debt because in the long run is so worth it. And so we were throwing 4,000 plus dollars a month at at debt, at debt, at debt, at debt, because we were like, this sucks and we want to be done. And so we just did that every single month. We lived for free at the time we were living with my parents. So if they were like, Hey, we made spaghetti. I'd be like, we're going to eat their spaghetti. (laughs) And like, I mean, here's the thing. We are fortunate enough to have that circumstance and not everybody does. But one thing like Dave Ramsey talks a lot about is, you know, we live in a society where people feel the need to live these lavish lives just to, just to keep up with the Joneses, but really you don't have the finances to do so. So it's like, I, I, I see people with like, people be like, oh, I have this much debt, but but I live in an apartment in New York City that costs me $2,000 a month. I'm just making it up. But I'm like, see, to me, like, I think that is wonderful. I think that is great. I love New York City myself. I We love the city. We would love to do that. However, we knew we had to set ourselves up for success for the future. And it was going to start with like making that psych- sacrifice then, you know? So... I think, you know, even though we chose to have children early, uh, that was very much a life decision and our finances fell in line with that. I think regardless of the, whether you want to have kids early or later or no kids at all, you still should pay off your debt yes. ASAP, you know, like. Um, well, then you're taking everything you make home. Then you yeah. can live, you can have this financial freedom where everything you make, nothing goes to the bank. Like everything you, well, it goes to the bank, but it goes to your pocket. <laughs> you, you could spend it. Yeah. You know, you're not just throwing money out the door. So yeah, we made those sacrifices. Um, and then eventually when we paid off his student debt, we did at nine months. I remember Frank was born in April. That last payment was April. Yeah. In the last payment, we did a little bit more. We maybe did 5,000 or something. And it was like, that sucked. But the feeling of being like, no more student debt. Done. We're done. We can move on what's next, you know? And the really cool thing is, the cool thing is, you know, besides living with our parents, like our lifestyles didn't change a lot, you know? So it's like, you know, while you're paying off four to $5,000 a month in debt, you know, you're obviously really careful with your lifestyle, you know? Yeah. And so we were living the same exact lifestyle, but now keeping all that money. Now that I, you know, we can spend a little bit more money. Someone said to me the other day, Carly, I noticed you have nicer things lately. Someone said that to you. Like oh my god! Like your nails are oh. done. Like your nails are done. Blah blah Dang, blah. You was raggedy before. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I had debt back then. And guess what? Maybe you shouldn't have these nice nails and blah 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 when you have debt. So all, right, all, right. all jokes aside, that's true. I'm like, you know. But anyway, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I do go get my nails done now, but I never mm-hmm. did that when we had debt because that was not part of the budget. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's gonna be literally the one of the first things I get back to doing when I get out of debt because I stopped doing it when we like, when we started paying off debt. I miss it. With you guys having Frankie and another one on the way. Congrats, you guys! Yeah. It's really Thanks, exciting. Um, 
how has that like affected the way you guys think about money? Like has your financial lens changed at all? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I just feel a tremendous amount of responsibility to like just take care of Frankie. I don't yeah. know, like God forbid if something happened to me or, you know, if something happened with the economy or the, you know, just kind of like jobs in general, I would want to have money to be able to take care of like my wife and my kid. You know, mm-hmm. I think I just, you know, when, whenever you have a kid, you just feel this heightened sense of like, do everything to make sure that that person is okay and um you know and then also just like you want your family and your kids to to have a happy life to live a good life you know to be able to go to you know the space museum and experience that kind of stuff without feeling like you're stretched or like you know go on a family date night on thursday if we want to and, and enjoy each other's company and stuff like that and you know definitely to be able to you know, lead by example. So when Frank is mm-hmm. older to be able to say, okay, listen, you know, you see what mom and dad do. You don't see us spending a ton of money driving Ferraris, doing all this stuff, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're, and, and you're well taken care of, but you're not, you know, we're not stretched and, you know, we're not stressed. Yeah. And for me, um, like setting ourselves up. So having that goal of paying that debt off before Frankie came really gave us an opportunity once she was here to have more financial freedom, to be able to do those things. And so for me, you know, I could take that leap of faith and go from being a full-time teacher in the classroom to owning my own business. And we would have never been able to take that leap or that risk had we not set ourselves up for being debt-free. And so, you know, that's how our mindset changed when we became parents, because now we're just thinking like, what is best for our family? What financial decisions will bring us the most freedom and bring Frankie the most freedom and our future children? And it's just so funny. I got a bill, not a bill today. I got a, uh, in the mail from her bank account saying how much money she has in it. Mm -hmm. And it's just cool because we started her bank account and we, oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And we've been putting, you know, like when someone gives her a check for her birthday, like when a grandparent gives her a check or when she gets anything and then we've put some money into it. So we've started to save her. And my dad did the same thing when we were at a certain age, he helped us start a bank account so that we would, and he taught us about a bank account. So anyway, it's just Mm. cool because we wouldn't, if we had so much debt, I wouldn't be able to start my daughter a bank account. I wouldn't be able to help her add, I wouldn't be able to do those things, but we're trying to set ourselves up for success and to set her up for success, if that makes right. sense. No, it d- definitely makes sense. So um, since you guys like brought up um, buying like a second home, DJ, can you talk a little bit about like the, like what you guys plan on, do- like is that a house you're going to like move into or um, have it as an investment property and like just kind of like the decision-making behind that? Yeah, good question. Um, we're still sorting out a lot of the logistics, you know, um, but that's what we'd love to do. Uh, we would love to be able to save up enough money to put down a sizable down payment on a new home and then rent this home out. So, you know, the idea is we rent this place out, someone's paying down our mortgage each, each month, you know, while our home's appreciating, the loan's going down. And then even if we rent it out for four or five years and then decide to sell, then we're making a lot more equity on our buy. It makes a sense when you talk about it, but if you don't, 
if you have too many debts that you're throwing money at, or if you're not able to save as much to put a down payment down on a new house, then you don't have that opportunity. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of our, our, our goal right now is to be able to save up enough yeah. to put down on a new home and then rent this place out. Well, and DJ, so one of the transitions he's made recently within the past year, he went from being a full-time school psychologist to being a mortgage loan originator, which is really weird. He does mortgages now. Um, but uh, it's been a total God thing and a huge blessing. And we've learned so much about mortgages and about uh, investment properties and and I've always been into real estate. It's just been really fun to me, like decorating and different houses and the style of houses and stuff like that. Um, so when we started to look at like, okay, if we can get out of debt, which we did, and if we can save, 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 like it would be so cool if we could buy a house, which we're in right now, and then save the 20% for an investment property, which we would really it wouldn't be an investment property. We'd be buying a new house for us. Anyway, we want to be able to, to do those things, mm -hmm. but in order to do those things, we know we have to still budget. Even if, you know, our finances look different now, we still have to budget because even, uh, like we said, within the next year, we have goals, like in the next yeah. year, here's what we want to do. And we the big thing that, this. you know, that ever since we paid off debt, we've been pushing into the next step, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. What do you do with your money? That's that's a wise investment mm -hmm. um, because once you, it, it it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense just to keep put a ton of money in your bank like you you just did save, like forty save, years save, ago. Save, save, yeah. There's no return on your investment. So you know whether you put it in real estate or you know we've been putting the maximum contribution to our Roth IRA each year. So mm -hmm. 6,000, 6,000. And then you take that 12 grand and you, and you invest it in um, index funds, which are pretty guaranteed to at least have some return. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not like trying to do a stock day trader kind of thing, trying to hit it. <laughs> but, you know, at least you have some kind of guaranteed return in that kind of, in that kind of investment. So, yeah. you know, stuff like that, right. That That's our goals, you know, try and be diversified in our investments, but at the same time, be smart about money and, live our life a little bit you know yeah, yeah sure. no you guys are doing like so well like I'm excited for this episode to come out because I feel like it'll make people that are around our age feel like it is possible yeah. you know what I mean like you guys are Ooh. doing like amazing yeah and I'm um, 26 just to talk about age I'm I'm only 26 29 I'm I you know. just turned, turned well I'll be 27 <laughs> you so. stop counting you know once you get he did just turn 29 he's two years older than me I'm 26 but I'll be 27 here soon but anyway I mean it wasn't that long ago that we were in college you know it wasn't that long ago that we and I encourage people I'm like be knowledgeable while you're in college learn it yeah. now have the tools now because you got to have a plan. And, and I'll say right. two more things about paying off debt. I don't know if we're getting on a tangent here. I'm really sorry. Oh that. my gosh. No, but, go ahead. you know, I think uh, two more really important things, you know, one is like you either aggressively pay it down or you don't, you know, like don't throw 40 bucks at it, 50 bucks, a hundred dollars at your big student loans, because yeah. they're just going to generate interest and just erase whatever you just paid off. Yeah. So you have to throw everything you have at it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I completely forgot what else I was going to say. I don't know. <laughs> so Carly, you had mentioned a little earlier about how you quit your job teaching to start your own business. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Like what the decision making process was like, like was yeah. photography something you always wanted to do and what it's like, you know, owning your own business? Yeah. Um, 
first of all, I feel after being a business owner, I feel super passionate about supporting other business owners because I feel like there, again, is so much financial freedom that can come with owning a business, um, time freedom, flexibility, all that stuff, financial freedom. I just think it's so powerful to own a business. Um, and so I was a full-time teacher, third grade, both in Atlanta and here. Um, and then when I found out we were pregnant with Frankie, I knew we had nine months and all that debt. Um, when we paid it off, I was like, you know what? I don't want to pay, you know, as a teacher, I wasn't making very much money. Let's be honest. You That's know, the other you- thing I was going to say. Sorry. You remind me. <laughs> That's the other thing I was going to okay. say. So, so you don't need to real quick. You don't need to be making a ton of money to be able to, to you don't need to wait until you're making a ton of money to start paying off debt. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we yeah. weren't making a ton. You throw, you throw it at your debt. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Good job. <laughs> yes. I feel like um, people wait for that. Don't wait. For that. Yeah. Um, but I was only making, you know, as a teacher, you make like $2,000. I'm just going to be completely transparent. You can make more than that as you, I, I was like in my third year of teaching fourth, third or fourth year of teaching as an early on teacher, you're making not very much money and you're putting all those hours in. And I knew here in Denver, Colorado, the price of living is so high. Um, and we knew that coming here, that the price of living was going to be high. And that was something we discussed. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be making this much money. Childcare here is like $1,200. It's like anywhere from like a thousand to 1200. It just depends a month. Uh, you know, it's like people are paying ridiculous amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, so basically I'll be taking home anywhere from six to $800 a month. You know, I just felt like then we're, you know, when we're talking about financial freedom, that, that, that's not financial freedom. I'm, I'm paying all this money for someone to watch me. You know, I just felt like, and I know people have to do it. And I, the working moms out there, I am just, I am like, I sing all your praises and I am, you know, I, I'm just thankful that we were in a financial situation at the time because we had paid off debt that we could look at our finances and say, okay, how can we make this work? And I was, starting photography like just for fun and doing some social media stuff and whatever and I really just had this spark in me that was like you know what we can take a risk what if I started a photography business it's something I've been talking about for a little while but I had no knowledge on Mm. but I was like I'm just gonna do it and if I'm not successful then I'll try something else but right now I'm gonna try it and and I did I jumped right into it I was like how much is the camera I know. He was, he was like, yo, we cannot pay. I was like, wait, nah, you know. But it was that investment up front. iPhone pictures for a little bit first. <laughs> we'll work our way up. <laughs> yeah. But it was that it was that upfront investment of like, okay, I got to get this equipment, do this. I got to invest in myself, get a mentor, it, you know, try to learn everything about, watch all the YouTube videos, do all things. And you know what? I really do feel like the Lord honored um, like this spark that we had and this like, he honored that we were chasing financial freedom and, um, more time with our family. And, and anyway, I just like my business really did take off and I feel like I did grow a ton and I'm still growing right now. I still feel like sometimes I'm like, ah, um, as a business owner and just as a photographer, but I don't know, like I just was in a position, we set ourselves up to be in a position to where I could take that risk. And I'm so thankful I did. Um, because over the past two years, it is just, it really has grown a lot. I'm in my slow season right now because everybody gets holiday pictures done like in the fall and all the, you know, pretty fall colors and stuff. And then this January and February, are, like my dead months, there's like, okay. and, <laughs> um, 
but it just makes me reflect on the past two years and say, wow, my business has grown. And, you know, I've started doing, I do family photography and stuff, but I've started doing corporate photography where um, two local like corporate businesses use me for all of their marketing stuff. And yeah, it's been really cool. And I've just learned so much. And so I just encourage anybody that's listening. Um, if you like have that spark to start a business, like I feel like so much freedom and like joy and all of that can come from like kind of taking the plunge and it could start you you could have this idea to start a business and it starts one way and then it blossoms in a whole different way. Mm. And it changes into something that you had no idea was going to be to begin with. Mm. So, um, but it just kind of starts in the heart. And when you have that, you're like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're obviously super talented, but you work your buns off. Like Carly works hard, man. She works harder than I do. She's a superhero. I don't know how she does it. Like, honestly. Mm. And you know, I, you know, you talk about taking that plunge, like you, you just worked really hard at it and trusted in it and, you know, it manifested. And it's really cool seeing the results now yeah, um, on the other cool side. To see. Yeah, no, you can, I can definitely like hear just like how passionate you are about like owning and just having your own business. That's, that's like pretty cool. It is. It's super cool. Anytime my friends, like one of my friends just started a boutique and she was a teacher and I just like, I want to cheer her on and I want her to be successful because I think like just also the, the freedom and the joy that comes from having something that's yours, that, that you're, that you started or that you did, or that it just, it's like, that feels good. So I just, I, and I always say like, Oh, if you want to do that, do it, try it. You have nothing to lose. And that's what DJ and I said is we don't really have anything to lose. We're out of debt. Like we can take this risk and if it sucks and if it doesn't work out, like if my business isn't successful, we'll reevaluate and I can go back to the classroom. I can do, you know, it's like, it's not the end of the world. And and if you're smart about it, you can write a lot of the stuff off, you know, tax wise. So maybe that's a podcast for a different time, you know, (laughs) but if you're really, if you're smart about it, you know, it can be a really cool thing. As we wrap up, I just want to ask you guys um, one last question. So for other couples who are wanting to get to where you guys are right now, what is one piece of advice that you'd give them? And you guys can like both give your own, you know, separate answers. You go first. I think for me, it would be, you cannot be half in and half out. You need to be all in. You need to be, I have blank amount of debt. It doesn't matter if it's 12,000, 50,000, 150,000. It doesn't matter. Just being like, but I'm all in and I'm all in in nine months or I'm all in in one year or I'm all in, you know, like having very, very, and then having a plan. Like I'm all in, this is my plan. And these are the people that are supporting me and I'm, and I'm in it for the long haul. Because I think it's easy to be like, oh yeah, getting out of debt sounds good. But like, I'll start that after we go on this vacation or I'll start that Mm -hmm. after we go on this cruise or I don't want to miss out on this bachelor party. So I'm going to, you know, like those little, it's it's easy to be half in and half out, but to be all in and then get everybody on board with you. It is, it's a, it's so powerful to be able to just drive through that debt. So that would be my thing all in. Um, No, I totally agree with everything you said. I would say the one thing for me, is you know men lie women lie numbers don't right like crunch <laughs> crunch the numbers like really look at what's coming in versus what's going out your 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 debt each month what are you spending on groceries what are you spending on all this 
you know, sit down with your spouse, look through all that stuff. Yeah. Come up with a number that makes sense, mm -hmm. you know, and like really once you look at all of it, it's like, dang, it really does add up. Yeah. And you know, when you look at it and you give yourself a budget, like that's when things really start to come alive and, and you can really start to have an action plan to pay stuff off. And so that's what my advice would be, you know, for anyone really overwhelmed mm -hmm. or nervous about starting or like, oh my gosh, I got so much debt. How do I even start? It's like, you just sit down, crunch the numbers. Mm -hmm. What, what makes sense? And then at least month by month, you're making progress, you know, mm -hmm. and pretty soon you'll, you'll get it all done with. I remember when we first started, we looked at each other like, $36,000. Like, yeah. Plus what? a car. I mean, it's just you know, so much. We, we've yeah. never still, I don't know. We don't see that much money, but I mean, when you, when you do it over nine months, you know, you can get it done. And so that would be my biggest thing is don't be overwhelmed by how much you have to do or how long it's going to take. Just, you know, get your calculator out, get a piece of paper out, start crunching the numbers and, and get started and do it. Yeah. No, I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for, uh, joining me today um where can people find you if you guys are like comfortable with like sharing that stuff um really I mean well I'm on Instagram at Carly C-A-R-L-Y Marksberry Roberts so that's my full name maiden and last um so yeah I'm on Instagram DJ's on Instagram too so from my profile you could find him but we're always up for just like like people will message me and ask me questions and I feel like and I am like I will tell you my numbers. I don't care. If you want to know how much debt I have, I will tell you. Like I am, when we talk in person, when I'm talking to someone in person about debt, I'll be like, we have this much debt. This is how much we paid a month. Like, and I, you know, some people are like, oh, don't talk about finances. Don't blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I want to share this because it is so serious and it will set you up for success. So, yep. you know, I'm like, I am not, I don't mind sharing that stuff at all. And I think we both feel the same as mm -hmm. if anyone wants to ask me, like always feel free to ask and DJ too, you know, and now yeah. that he does mortgages, people text him all the time. Hey, I have this much debt and I, you know, should I pay it off? Should I not? I want to buy a house and how much should I put down? And that kind of stuff's important. It's huge. You know, as, as someone who lends money, we look at risk, right? So like, you know, I see people all the time that make, the, the wife makes $150,000 a year and the husband makes $120,000 a year, but they don't qualify for a home because they have so much debt and they don't really realize it. You have to walk them through that stuff and it's really eye-opening. And so if you can get that on the front end and start planning, you know, afterwards, it's like, you know, that that's really what's coming in divided by what's going out is what we use. And yeah. so that's what you should use in your life too. That's what we try to use, you know, really minimize what we spend all the time mm -hmm. and in our debts and try and take home. Everything. Take it all home.